Hey everybody, and welcome back to this week of I Told My Stuffed Animals About Us. I'm your host, Ashley. And I'm Alicia. And we are back better than ever. Welcome to season three. I think we've talked about this a little bit. We don't actually have any real distinction between our seasons. We're just kind of like vibing through them. I don't know. Season one was actually really short, and season two was like 200% longer (laughs) than season one. But now- It was only like three episodes longer. We just had a lot of bonus, like the like one minute- that's true. Yeah, we were just yeah. doing more content. Um, anyways, but we're in season three, and one of my favorite influencers, actually probably the only influencer I like actually religiously follow, is Eli Rallo, and I love her content. She was the jar on TikTok, and now she's got a book coming out. Um, she's got a podcast, but for her podcast series recently, um, she turned 25, and she did 25 stories for my 25th birthday, and I was like, this is beautiful, magical. She like wrote down different things and just told stories, and I was like, Alicia, we should do three stories that we've never, tro- never told each other for season three, because sometimes my, our friends will listen and be like, yeah, I already knew a lot of the things that you've said before, and I'll be like, okay, fine, challenge accepted, like, we'll think of new things to say, so we kind of know, like, the very basic premise of each other's stories because we had to clear them like have I told you this before have I have I told my stuffed animals about this but (laughs) it's hard because we've like spent the last several years together and honestly Mm -hmm. like I've trauma blocked a lot of things before that so I really had to pull like I was thinking like you know when you're in elementary school for writing practice like you have to write like a narrative story right um I was trying to think of what I used to write for that, except I would get in trouble because I'd write the same thing but better every year. And then one year, my teacher found out and said that I couldn't do that anymore. It's really funny. What was your college essay about? Um, I think it was just some bullshit about being a minority. It's not a bullshit. Oh my god! But it's like it, it's very overused. Like everyone knows about that. Like nowadays, people are like on TikTok will tell you don't do that because everyone writes that. Well, actually, fun fact, since affirmative action fell through, they're actually encouraging students to talk about race in their mm. essays because that's the one place they can talk about race now. So shut up, TikTok. But yeah. Did you kind of like- see that tweet where this girl was talking about how NYU now has a prompt of, I think it's, what's your favorite Taylor Swift song and why? And someone said, looks like they're still finding ways to figure out who's white without affirmative action. That's so funny. They're right. I guess if you become NYU is Taylor Swift's alma mater technically now because she graduated from there. So they got to lean into it somehow. Yeah. Um, Somebody else is doing a Taylor Swift class. I think it's like Texas A&M. Like there's like three universities Mm -hmm. that have Taylor Swift classes now. Yeah. I've seen. But my thing is who are these professors? Mm. What are their qualifications? Are they on Stan Twitter? Uh, I don't know. I think NYU is about her lyricism, but there's another class about her business yeah. model. And I think that okay. would be interesting to see. Yeah. Our capitalist queen. Oh, we mentioned her. Shit. Well, I think last week we said it'd be fine, right? Because. Well, we said, like, oh, we, we have, have to, to talk about AMC. Oh, well. Put it in the Taylor jar. All the stuffed animals are going to jail. <laughs> um. Okay. Do you want to start with your first story? Okay. Do we want to go in? chronological order or do we want to like curate? whatever feels right to you okay okay you know you, you pick fancy of the opera peeing my pants in the 12th grade or duvet in the washing machine let's start phantom of the opera okay cool so this was 
when I was in like middle, late elementary school, maybe like nine to 11 ish, my mom was in this recreational opera group. Um, it was, it wasn't like a, like a quartet or anything. It was like a large group of people mm-hmm. and they'd have big concerts. And <laughs> the first performance that we went to, my, I knew my mom was singing All I Ask of You from Phantom of the Opera because she practiced it at home. But we get there and I I don't know if I knew this beforehand or if I really clocked it, but there, a, another man who is not my father was playing Raul because my father doesn't sing. And I genuinely, in my heart of hearts, thought believed that we were watching my mother cheat on my dad. And I was so confused why my dad would bring us here. And I, I think I asked Stop. him, like, are you okay with this? And nobody really understood why I was so, like, I just, to me, I was like, it's a love song. Something has to be happening here. Um, that was also the day that I found out about carrot cake. And I was really excited because I thought it was just like an icing carrot. Like I thought it was just decorative. And then I ate it and thought that was so bad. Why would anyone do that? Oh my so yeah. you were both horrified by the fact that your mother was having an extramarital affair mm-hmm. and the fact that she was eating carrots in a cake, not decoratively yeah. on top, yeah. like actually inside the cake. Yeah. So Like that's a loss. Like I think losing your virginity is easier than finding out what carrot cake is for the first time. <laughs> I mean, that might be fair because I have clearer memories of, of the, of the first one, not <laughs> carrot cake. So maybe I've blocked it out. Yeah. That one was harder to swallow. Um, similarly, the first story that I wanted to tell you about was, um, my favorite play in high school. So I was a theater kid in high school, but my, um, high school was so small that we didn't really do very well-known shows because we just couldn't cast them. Um, or there were like 12 people only. Um, but I was really obsessed with the local theater and they had released their season. And I, there's one play that I wasn't super familiar with. And so I was reading it. It's called Arcadia by Tom Stoppard. Arcadia is like it takes place in two different time zones and so the past version is about this math genius named thomasina she's like 15 or something and she's trying to like figure out the equations for life and like how she can like chart everything using algebra and it's like very like meta because it's the 1800s and she's like way too smart for her age and also her she's in love with her tutor and he's having an affair with like somebody like everybody he's just like a whore and in the present day they're like trying to figure out if septimus the tutor killed lord byron at arcadia or like what happened because somebody was like researching a hermit arcadia, Anyways, California? So there's these two different timelines uh no it's like in ye old um egypt and ye old england oh. like they're um back in the day but uh anyway so there's like these two plots and it's like very meta and they're like talking about each other but they don't know it and whatnot whatnot but i was obsessed with the character of thomasina because she's 15 and she's brilliant and she's figuring out what love and sex is for the first time and i was like i will have this role so i go in and i audition <laughs> Using the most southern monologue ever. I do the monologue from a streetcar named Desire because I had just seen that for the first time. And it's about her falling in love for the first time. And so I was like, this is so good. Like to show off one, my British accent and two, that I can talk about love and I'm 15 and I know everything. And they didn't cast me for it, obviously, because like I was way too young and I had no idea what was going on. And I went off on Twitter. <laughs> that was like how I got my revenge. I would Are be the like, tweets still cast up? Cast people. 
I deleted a lot of them because I like was going back through my Twitter recently and I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot that I subtweeted this play so much, but I was devastated. Like I had like written out stage directions in my own like copy of Arcadia. Like I knew what the show should be, but yeah. And then I went off. I was like, stop casting adults for teenagers roles. Like she's done even like blah, blah, blah. Like I just like, I flamed this poor woman on Twitter because I was just like so distraught, but um, that was my first Twitter war. Nobody ever saw them. I got like maybe one like <laughs> on something where it was me being like worst day ever, but it was all about this play. Wow. Our little drama queen. It's on brand if you think about it. Yeah. Okay. My second story. Um, I'll, yeah, I'll just go in chronological order then. Okay. Um, this next one is from middle school. I believe uh, probably the summer between seventh and eighth grade. Uh, my mom told me, so I'd been doing laundry for myself since I was seven, sometimes for my, for my whole family, but I'd never washed like bedding or the sheets. I don't know what they're referred to. Yeah, it's, uh, like the bedding, yeah. Okay. Um, and so uh, we're a duvet family because we're not white. Um, <laughs> and so, and I was not given any instructions. So I would assume, oh, I just put everything in and just, do put it on the setting for like yeah bedding um so i threw everything in together like i I took apart the duvet cover and the duvet but like i threw it all in yeah and we're eating dinner and i'm hearing some weird noises but i'm like oh it's just bulky whatever um and then i believe um Maybe it was my dad that went, he was going to go grab something from the garage. And our laundry room is, like, connected. Like, it's it's between the house and the garage. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also where the litter box is. Oh. Putting that out, out there. Um, but he's like, the ground is wet. And I'm like, uh-huh. what? Uh, uh, and my mother is livid. And we go and inspect it. And she's like, you aren't supposed to put the actual duvet in there and i'm like no one told me i am mere like 12 13 years old um and uh so the the room is flooded and i remember we had to fish the duvet out and of course it was like this is my lesson to learn so i had to deal with it so my mom had me like she laid the duvet out on the ground and i had to like Mm -hmm. stomp on it to get all the water out (laughs) Uh, and we like soaked it in the bathtub like not in water but like we left Mm -hmm. it to like de-soak i guess yeah Um, dry out and she was like she was very upset i don't remember exactly what she said and i don't want to defame her because she gets upset when i over dramatize what she says to me but i do recall feeling very 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 stupid and like a disappointment and i think i was scared of my mother for a bit after that i mean like i still am but like and that's where her college essay came in. <laughs> I did. That was my narrative story that I wrote that year. It was about the duvet? Yeah. That is traumatizing. I feel like there's some accidents that I just don't know what to do when they happen. And yeah. I feel like a flooded washer is one that, like, I don't own a mop. Like, I have a Swiffer. But, like, mm-hmm. if something happened and I needed to mop up my laundry room right now, I don't know what I would do. Um, this can be off the record if you want. But have you ever flushed the toilet too much and it, like, overflows? Yeah. Yeah. Also traumatizing. Happened the same year oh, when I was no. getting ready for school. My dad cleaned it up. Yeah. Bless him. Yep. I came home and everything was fine. Yeah. Cleaning up our like 
unclogging a drain was something that was really traumatizing mm-hmm. for me like the first time my dad uses like, seeing the, the hair come out yeah oh my gosh I was like so, throwing up I was like I can't do no, this yeah. and now I'm like big and brave and strong and I can but um yeah there's some things that you just don't know that you have to do until you do them and you're like Ugh. yeah um okay so my, for my second story I you can select do you want to hear about my date with an Argentine in Argentina or the one time I threw a party at my parents house um let's do the party okay i feel like we could make an episode out of weird dates or something yeah i mean i got a few for you um okay so it was the summer after my first year of college and i had never like consumed alcohol with my high school friends or like done anything like that because I was a goody two shoes and I went to a private school and I like had no idea where everybody was doing these things like even the homecoming after party like the cool kids after party there was no alcohol or like weed present I don't I don't know where people were like getting into things but I was like okay now that I know how to do things like let's party so I think I had like one bottle of like Svedka vodka and like some hard like ciders or something like that maybe some beers that I had stolen like from my parents fridge I don't even remember where my parents were but uh, they were out my brothers were out I was like this is it this is the time I'm gonna have five whole people over I baked brownies like real regular brownies and I like made a charcuterie board and I like had all this alcohol out I remember my best friend came over first and we were getting ready for the party and she was like you're stress baking right now like you're literally so anxious about hosting like a alcohol party for your friends that like it's but yeah there was like maybe five of us we sat out in the backyard it was not a deal except for one of my friends got really 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 drunk and he started screaming at my dog about how she was responsible for like the revolutionary war or something like that like she was the british and he was america and he had driven there so me and another guy he was my nemesis in high school like we were like the antithesis of each other um had to drive him home like in his car and then drive back to my house and i like was trying to like make moves on my nemesis and at the same time i was like the sexual tension has always been here like this is our enemies to lovers arc but the poor guy was like i have literally no idea what's going on and i wasn't being super direct i was like what what's going on like how do you feel about me like what's happening and he was like i don't know um And that was that. Like, we just, like, drank, like, really cheap vodka, like, five people in my backyard. And I, like, tried to DTR with a man who gave no – he's married now. Like, there's nothing there. Um, Oh, wow. And I remember later my parents were like, did you have people over? We have a ring camera, like, for our doorbell so we can see all these people coming and going. But, again, it was, like, five people in my backyard. And I was like, "Uh, I, I, I just had, like, some friends over. It's fine. That was the one time I threw a party. Oh, wow. Yeah, I wouldn't after that either. That's scary. No. I mean, look, if I told my parents now, like, by the way, I had friends over and we drank, they'd be like, okay. Like, they'd (laughs) probably be most concerned about my friend probably giving himself alcohol poisoning because he was drunkenly yelling at my dog. Wow. Um, Okay. And my last one is a story from high school. Um. I also, this, like, is the one that I tell the most for, like, most embarrassing moment. Because it's probably, it's the one I remember the most, but it's also funny to tell. Yeah. Um, but it was March of senior year of high school, and I had just driven home from school. And my neighbor across the street was out. And we've, like, interacted with, like, I'd say, like, we are friends with her and her family. Um, like, we've helped babysit for them before she 
has three sons. Um, and I think at this point, the oldest was in like eighth grade going into ninth grade. And then the younger two are twins and they're in elementary school. And we um, had found out like around this, like a little bit before, maybe a few months before this, but her husband had actually been paralyzed two years ago when he fell off the roof doing some like a home project. So she'd basically been raising the three of them on her own. And so she was out and she had like called me over because I like I, I would say hi to her when I saw her. And she started asking me stuff about like registering the older son for classes for high school. And like, does he need a math tutor? Or like, what do I do about the fact that he's always sleeping in class? Like all these things. And I felt really bad mm-hmm. um, because I can only imagine how hard that would have been. And like, I did have all this wisdom. Like I, I had been through these things. Like it was the same school and everything. Yeah. And so I like kept talking for a bit and I like instinctively looked back at my house. Like I didn't realize I'd done that. And she asked if I had someone to be and I didn't like, I didn't have any plans. Um, but I realized like pretty soon after I said that I really have to pee. Uh, and so I thought about like, Oh, maybe I'll say like, Oh, I forgot I have to feed the cat or I don't know. But I like, didn't want to interrupt. Like, you know, those people who just like talk and talk and talk and you can't really interject. Right. Um, and she just kept asking me stuff. And next thing I knew I started to pee a little and I tried to hold it, but I just like couldn't cause I just had to pee so bad. Oh, no. And I was like, mate, uh, like, and it was so much that like my, all, like the entirety of my jeans were darker. So it wasn't like, it was like patchy. So I was like, maybe I can pull this off. Like, oh, and maybe I could think like, oh, it's raining. So my pants are wet. I don't know. But I like eventually like, excuse myself and like run back to my house. And I like am wearing boots. So I have to like dump them out. No. <laughs> and I like, like throw my clothes into the wash and like go shower. And then my mom comes home and she's like, hey, did you pee your pants? I'm like, how the fuck did you know that? She's like, there's a puddle in the garage. I'm like, oh my God. But can you just like not tell my dad? Here's the thing. Usually if I say that, she will still tell him. So I just assumed that he knew and we just weren't going to speak about it. Right. But like last summer or maybe two summers ago, I brought it up like as if like he already knew like, oh, like remember that time bowl? And he genuinely didn't know. Like my mom, that was the one thing my mom never told him. Aww. But then he found out because I told him. That's funny. Like, it all circled back to the same result. That's so... It's kind of... It reminds me of... Have you ever peed, like, a wetsuit? And, like, you're just... I've never worn a wetsuit. Oh. Hmm. Um, When I was abroad, we did, like, whitewater rafting as part Mm. of, like, our EFT. And we all wore wetsuits. And I remember I was, like, telling this girl, like, oh, you have to go, like, pee. Like, if you want to pee in the wetsuit, just, like, go stand in the water and then pee. Like, go up to your waist and then pee. But she didn't understand. She, like, squatted over the water and then, like, peed in her wetsuit, like, squatting. (laughs) And I, like, looked over and I was like, oh, (laughs) go piss, girl. (laughs) So so bad for her. Um, that was not my third story. My third story <laughs> is um, oh a very recent story. It took place uh, about four days ago. Maybe, oh wow! Yeah, and it's my first trip to the ER. Well, I guess oh, yeah. maybe like my second trip. I broke my arm in fourth grade, and so we like went to urgent care. But that doesn't feel like it counts as the ER. This feels like it counts more. So um, on Tuesday, I started having really really bad kidney pain like I could feel my kidney which is not an organ you should ever feel like that's not one that you should like know what's going on with um 
And I was out with my grandma. We were like having a shopping like girls day. And she, I asked, I was like, grandma, like my kidney kind of hurts. And she's like, drink water. Cause she's a retired nurse. So normally like if I tell yeah. her something's wrong, she's going to like go disastrous on me and be like, you're dying or like whatever. Be like, should we take you to the doctor? And so when she's like, drink water, I was like, oh, so true. So I just like kept drinking water. <laughs> Um, some backstory though is that I had had a UTI. This is way too much information, listener, but I had had a UTI and like I didn't finish my antibiotics. And so I was like, there's a possibility that like this is a personal problem, like coming back to fight me. Uh, a few hours later, I can like feel my kidney stabbing me. Like it's terrible. I have the chills, I have a fever. Um, and so I like telehealth in and I'm like, Hey, I feel terrible. And they're like, yeah, bitch, like go to the doctor. So I go to the doctor and this was my first time getting an IV. I got to be in a hospital bed. I was shivering so bad. They put like three of those little blankets on me. Like my dad brought like a quilt from home because I just like couldn't stop shaking. I like had my mom in the bed with me at one point, like holding my head because I was like just frigid. Um, but yeah, it turns out I, oh, I got my first CT scan, but it turns out I had a kidney infection and always take your antibiotics, but they like did all these different things on me. And I'm very excited to get the bill because it was out of network for my insurance, which is really cute and sexy. Um, and the annoying thing too, is like the actual antibiotics cost like $4. Like when I went to pick them up from the pharmacy, like I, like all of this, I just needed $4 worth of pills. And here I am like. I don't even know how much it was very exciting. I like, Oh, here's the worst part of it though. I was like having a family dinner when this all was going down. Like my grandma was over my brother and his girlfriend, my parents, and they stayed like after I left to go to the ER and had brownies and took tequila shots and like played card games without me. Like they just kept hanging out and they're like, damn, hope Ashley's okay. And then like later I found it all out. I was like, you guys just hung out. Like you didn't like, think to like feel sad and stop and they're like no so that was the my first trip to the er wow i have been twice what happened to you um first time i had pneumonia it was Mm. spring break freshman year of high school um and yeah i was just like shivering for days and i was like i don't know what's wrong with it and i i'd be like is it really cold in here and people would tell me that i was crazy um so we went to the ER and yeah and they thought that I had the flu so they th- and this was before COVID but they did a set like they tested me the same way you do a COVID test and they yeah. had to hold me down because I was thrashing around because I was so scared and she said it's just gonna feel like a caterpillar going up your nose bitch how is that supposed to make me feel better <laughs> I don't want a caterpillar up my nose actually <laughs> and then they're like you don't have the flu and I was like so so you just did that for nothing so they x-rayed me and she literally she walked in and said Miss, you may be a small girl, but you do things in a big way. You have pneumonia. <laughs> that is a lie. I'm not right kidding. There. I'm saving yeah. that. Miss girl. And then I went to the Chris Tomlin concert the next day because I needed to see my boyfriend at the time. Because I was like, if I don't go, I'm not going to totally see him for it. another month. No, I told. Oh, like your actual boyfriend. I thought you were talking about yeah. Chris Tomlin. Oh my God, no. No. Oops. <laughs> I mean, those are both equally disturbing thoughts, but yeah. Um, and then the second time I had the stomach, this is the only time I've ever had the stomach flu. It was the summer. Mm, well, I guess it was, maybe it was, a, it feels really recent, but it definitely wasn't because it was definitely before COVID. Mm. So I'll say like the summer after freshman year of college. Okay. 
Um, and I had been volunteering at VBS. Yeah, yeah. So that that was that year um, at church. And uh, one day, and it was after the week. I think this was over the weekend. I was just like, yeah, shitting mm-hmm. myself. For, I guess <laughs> no, that was <laughs> and, not. But the it was like was very pain. Like my stomach hurt. Like mm-hmm. it was more than usual. And like I knew that it, this was not like normal yeah. like it wasn't just like routine like whatever and so uh we went to the ER and she said that I had the stomach flu and was like yeah just take these pills like it'll help your stomach feel better and then just like drink a lot of Gatorade and we found out um one of my mom's friends at church who had been ha- like she had been volunteering in the kitchen um her and her, her kids had all had the stomach flu like either it was during the first few days or like the day before but she was not washing her hands before like cutting up the fruit and stuff so i got it because of them oh my god that is not food handlers card approved no i was so mad the washington department of health would not vibe with that you should have like written her up like sent her to the health department it wasn't serious enough though because it wasn't a job so yeah i don't know if i can yeah sue for liability or something i don't know that's really that's icky that's that would make me never go to anybody else's house ever again like no, wash your freaking hands those were good stories i enjoyed that hopefully you all I feel like they were really short like we usually talk for so much longer okay well the good news is we still have a lot of things to talk about yeah it could be a quickie we can have a fast little epi yeah how do you feel about the short noon awards i don't love ep like that's been one that's been circulating recently that? that i don't Sleepy. Oh, EP. Yeah, no, I don't I don't like EP. I don't like EP, but I like when they shorten it at the front. Like, a, we could call it an, an epi. I like when we call it the pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't like yeah. the, like, cutting off the beginning of them. Well, because with with ep and pod, you have the essential parts of the word still in there. So but true. EP EP could be anything. EP is extended play. Mmm. Um, my church, this is so not on topic, is meeting at a Montessori school. But the, your hand-washing story did remind me of this. But they have these little, like, stations for the children to, like, clean and, like, eat their food. And, like, there's, like, these little water jars where they can, like, draw water, like, from the pitcher. And I'm like, what is going on here in this Montessori world? And we're like, this classroom, like, has pretty developed toys. Like, they're probably, like, six or something in here. They were, like, three. Like, it was a three-year-old's classroom. And they were expecting them to, like, sweep and, like go down a slide and uh there was like a big reading chair and books with words in it i was like there's no effing way that this two-year-old is reading like real words right now but apparently the montessori is crazy like that. that yeah they're yeah my sister was sent to a montessori for preschool and like my dad was telling me the montessori like either it works really well and this kid is very intelligent well developed whatever or they become like mute and mm-hmm. i'm not really sure why but my sister became mute so they just put her in normal school and she's fine but like she's very talkative as a kid so yeah because yeah, you're not really allowed know. to talk in montessori school and you're not Wait, allowed what? to play with like no they like keep them quiet for like half of it that's the other thing is like none of the toys make sounds like there's no stimulations because they're not like I mean, like, you know, there's, like, natural sounds or whatever, like, the wood blocks, but, like, it's a very quiet environment, and so I can totally see it turning a kid, like... Yeah, that's for neurotypical kids only. (laughs) Yeah. There's no, like, lights. There's no big colors. That's the other thing. They only use, like, primary colors or, like, naturally occurring sad beige Montessori kids. That's so... Okay. Um, What's your pop culture moment? Oh, I literally wrote it down last night, like, while drinking. So this is... 
Okay, this is good. I have two things. Um, no, it's really just one, but it's all it's Olivia Rodrigo's new album, okay, Guts Came Out. Because I had week. a separate thing plus that, so I was hoping that was yours so yes. we could talk about. Both. Yeah, I just listened to the album. I was a little behind because I was at home and I didn't ha- I didn't do like the midnight yeah. drop. I really like it. I think um, thematically it fits really nicely with Sour, which I don't know if I love or if I hate because I didn't like mm-hmm. I was surprised that there was no love songs on Sour. Like it's pretty like raw and like I hate men. You've broke my heart. Also, like I am feeling hot and young and like free. And it's very much the same thing with Guts where it's like uh, this is what it feels like to be a pop star. This is what it feels like to be stupid in love. Also, I hate men, you know, like it's her making bad decisions yeah. and like living this really raw reality, which I kind of love because I think, you know, there's enough love songs out there. I think it's cool that she's found her thing. I love the sound that she's experimenting with and some more of this like talk lyricism. Um, I don't know. I really liked it. I was pretty impressed by all of it. And all like it's all very unique still, which I think is really interesting to say that like her albums sound really good together, but they're still very different. I don't like the new sound because I feel like there's not enough variety within her like talk lyrics. Like yeah. it was fun when she released Bad Idea, right? But then like she does the same thing in Ballad of a Homeschooled Girl mm-hmm. and Get Him Back. And it's just, I'm like, it's fine to have that sound and experiment, but there's just not enough variety. Yeah, um, that's fair. I do think it's interesting. You can tell like Conan Gray's friendship and influence on her especially in love I was is gonna say some of her stuff sounds like yes it literally sounds like Conan yeah. um I think that Sour was more cohesive and okay. um which I'm like undecided like if that's good or bad or neutral um I think it's a great album but I don't like did you see the pitchfork ranking or rating Mm-mm. they gave her a perfect hundred hundred out of hundred which this is not a hundred out of hundred album it's a pretty good album though i will yeah but they rated it like this is the best album of the year right now which is just not true like we had boy genius this year renee raps snow angel came out yeah yeah um i did think it was interesting because renee and olivia are like around the same age like to see their friends they went to the u.s open together yeah like i i don't know if they're like besties or whatever but like i know they know of each other and they like exist in the same spaces it's so interesting to like hear them like sing about being you know famous and like going through love and heartbreak and things like that like olivia talks like i can't remember which song it is um maybe it's make the bed where she talks about like going out with fake friends and like pushing her real friends aside and then like renee recently came out and said snow angel is about like being abandoned at this party that like her friends like didn't actually care about her and i think it's so interesting to like hear them talk about these similar experiences and have it show up in their music because or even like the closing tracks like Mm -hmm. 23 and teenage dream are very similar and it's like this it's the night before my birthday and like i have no idea where i'm going and like thinking back to all the things that i've been through and i also draw a similarity to fletcher's closing track for carrie Mm -hmm. which is like her singing to her inner child like her younger self and i think those are really compelling ending tracks it's interesting that that's like a, is like the zeitgeist right now. Yeah, um, I just think yeah. it's so different from like the pop stars that we grew up with. Like, I th- yeah. like Miley Cyrus just released 
her single um, used to be young and she talks a lot about like I used to be so different but that's because like I was 15 and doing all these different things or like I was 20 and experimenting and I think Miley Cyrus and Britney Spears especially they were so young in the spotlight but they never talked about it like this where they were like able to say like this sucks yeah and so I think it is really nice that we're having this conversation and being like being a woman like all-american bitch like very Mm -hmm. on par with like the barbie movie phenomenon of like let's talk about what it means Mm -hmm. to be a woman like i yeah i just thought it's really refreshing to see them open up in this way yeah i will say though like i think if i do like sour better it's that when it came out it still felt age appropriate like i felt Mm -hmm. even though like obviously like we haven't grown like increased in age gap or what like it just i feel like the age range like i was still within it but now I feel like a lot of these songs are like too juvenile for me, which there isn't anything wrong with that. She is 19. Right. Like that that's fine. Like we should let her be a kid. Yeah. Like let her be a teenager. But I feel like some of them, like with getting back, I'm like, this just like isn't my philosophy anymore. Yeah. Like I'm a little <laughs> too far from that. Yeah. I think um even Vampire, like where she talks about like being so stupid or like love is embarrassing like obviously those feelings still exist but there is a element where it's like yeah you're a college age kid and you are obsessed with the wrong men thank you for being obsessed with the wrong men because it's great music but i don't know if that's the same sort of feelings that i have yeah yeah unfortunately still a victim of bad idea right <laughs> so it's true fine. my pop culture moment is i want to talk about club chalamet Timothy Chalamet and Kylie Jenner at Beyonce's concert and the 57-year-old fan account. Were they at the birthday concert? Yes. Okay. I thought that's what that was. Everybody was at that birthday concert. First of all, pop off Beyonce. Um, What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. I... I think it was time for them to finally have their public moment. We've heard the rumors for so long. We knew this was coming. It shouldn't cause heartbreak to anyone. However, it really actually did to some people. And that is really concerning to me, honestly, the gravity of the situation. Uh, How much, if any, did you listen to Club Chalamet's Twitter space? I would say maybe like... 12 minutes in total and some of it was me being like and then moving on and moving on um the beginning part was probably the worst honestly when she's talking about like you know all these people have reached out and told me how like devastated they are or where she's talking about like chris jenner is like manipulating timothy to like align kylie with his image to like better hers like that's what got me where it's like she is a mother you think timothy chalamet is going to make her image better better um for those of you who have no idea what is going on um timothy chalamet and kylie jenner had been rumored to be dating for several months now but it we would get like an update once every other month that would be like a source tells us that timothy and kylie are happy and casual and it's fun and he supports her motherhood Mm -hmm. um but this was the first time that we saw them in person it was at beyonce's concert in at sofi stadium um, first of all, he was smoking indoors. Mm-hmm. SoFi is an indoor stadium, and he was smoking indoors. Yeah, gross. Uh, yeah, that that yeah. Um, but and so this like took took over social media. People had opinions. A lot of it joking. Like I mm-hmm. I've participated in, in many a joke, but there is a fan account that has gone viral. Um, their handle is Club Chalamet. I know they're on Instagram and Twitter. I believe probably other places, but I don't know where. 
Um, and um, they went viral, I think, well, as a whole, but especially one post, um, which I will read to you. And this is completely unironic. This is genuine. This um, is from the bottom of her heart, like actually yeah. real words that she repeated later yeah. and stood by. She says, if you're feeling distressed by the video, it's okay, but please take care of yourself. Step away from social media for a couple days. Don't attack or criticize Timothy. Too much money and time went into publicly harassing him, and it finally paid off for those people. And the caption is, deep breaths, this too shall pass. That is completely unironic. And the most flabbergasting part of this is this woman is 57. Yeah. She also admitted that she's a big Johnny Depp fan, so that's when it all like made sense to me. Like That's when it clicked in my head. But she is, she fully like acknowledges the age gap. And she said that Timothy is a year younger than her youngest nephew. So Mm -hmm. she like sees him as a nephew, which is really odd because I don't think anyone should be meddling in their nephew's business like this. And I really am curious like what her nephew thinks of all this because can you imagine her being your aunt? Yeah. And so she hops on a Twitter space for an hour. And just talks by herself for the hour. And like, yes, we're podcasters. We know how to talk to ourselves for an hour. But like, not on a topic like this. But she goes into like, her conspiracy about how I mean, yes, I do think that this I still believe this is PR, like the way that they're behaving. But it's like fine if it's not, you know? Yeah. Um, But she was talking about how this is Chris Jenner's doing. And she refers to Kylie as slurpy. Whereas she calls Lily Rose Depp um, a glass of champagne is how she compares them. Okay. Uh, which is quite icky. That is. Um, but she was like, she, it's so funny because she'll talk about how people like call her delusional and blah, blah, blah. And she's saying how people are so mean to her, but then she's okay with calling Kylie Slurpy because it's funny. Yeah. Uh, I just thought it was like and- a really interesting road to go down because it's not that deep it's not like they're engaged or married like they made out once at sofi stadium while again he was smoking indoors but i just think the parasocial development of the relationship where it's like i need to hold a space for an hour to talk about the fact that he was kissing this woman like he was talking she was talking about like like she didn't believe that the photos taken in her driveway were actually her driveway it was just like some mysterious driveway like there was just like a level of delusion that i hope and aspire to reach but it was all like in a defensive like protection of someone she doesn't even fucking know like that's what got me at the end of it is like you're putting down like you said like other women for someone who doesn't know you exist Unfortunately, he does know she exists because she met Pauline Chalamet and she was like, oh, I'm Club Chalamet. And Pauline said like, oh, yeah, we we've talked. Well, so she phrased it like, oh, Pauline talked about me to Timothy. Timothy knows who I am. And then she met him, I think, at Coachella. Mm -hmm. um, And she told him that she was Club Chalamet and he thanked her for the work that she was doing. And so in her head, like they know her and appreciate her and are like, okay with this. But, like, I was talking about this with my roommate, and we feel like the conversation was more, like, Pauline and Timothy are hanging out on the couch, and she's like, oh, have you seen this? And he's like, oh, yeah, I've seen that. And it was probably, like, that was it, you know? And, like, he probably tells all fan accounts, like, thank you for your work, because that's, like... Right. That's how you keep fan accounts alive. You know? So, like, she thinks that he, like, loves her, and he definitely I mean, doesn't. Again, she's always been at a level of Delulu that, like... 
even if Timothy said, like, oh, cool, nice to meet you, I think she'd still be yeah. at that level. Yeah. So it's it's just interesting. I just hope, please never go there. I know you're a, no. a stan, but please never <laughs> become club shall me. If I'm acting like that at 57, just, just, just shoot me, okay? <gasps> wow. <laughs> a bold claim, I know. That's, but it, that's the toughest claim. It needed to be said. Um, okay. Pop culture, what is your emoji of the week? Um, <laughs> so in my recents, sorry, that was a cough. I was, it wasn't. Yeah. In my recents, I found the ticket emoji, and I don't think I've ever used that in the last week. Hmm. So I think I'm like obligated to use it. That's good. I like that. Um, I have the Joker card in my recents because I'm going to see the Aces with a friend, and I was like sending hmm. her money for the ticket, and there's no Ace card, but there is a Joker no. card. Yeah, they should make an Ace card. They should make a card for all of them. Yeah, the cards. or at least like a generic like card with the suit on it i feel like because they have like the shapes but not like on a playing card right um Um, you know my favorite kind of people are the people who go out of their way to use like the suit heart emoji instead of like a normal heart emoji yeah i think it's funny to use that one sometimes i will in like a sequence of hearts just to like throw it in mix it up yeah my problem is that it looks too much like the the generic instagram heart that Used to be in the corner. Gross. Yeah. Um. What's your stuffed animal one of the week? Um. This isn't an animal, but I finished crocheting my pillow. Oh. How did it turn out? It's good. It was. So, it's so large. Like I did not expect it to be that large. How large is large? Like sixteen inches. Yeah. Oh wow. But a little bit more because the of the edges. Like it's mm. it it was sixteen before they were sewn together, and then I added the stuffing, and there's like a huge border on it too. So Whoa. maybe like eighteen. Very good. Yeah. Um, I need to change Oliver again. I know we talked about Olivia's nakedness in the last episode, but Oliver's been in his baseball shirt for a while, and it still is baseball season. But football season just started, so I think it I'm is football season. Put him in his Rams costume. I'm playing in my family's fantasy football league for the first time this year, mm-hmm. and my parents keep like giving me unsolicited advice as though I'm like stupid and have no idea what football is, which like I guess on a base level is sweet, but after this amount, it's just been annoying. So hopefully Oliver and I we win our fantasy league and just like show everybody what's up. Well, also. That's one of the things that are just more fun if you're just doing vibes, you yeah. know? Like, what? I don't have a strategy here. I'm picking the cutest players and hoping that they do well. Like, I don't know what yeah. you want from me. So. Um, I'm not going to ask you any more questions because this is when I ask my last question. Yeah. And you don't like it when I do that, so. No, it's I just never have an answer. Okay. Um, Do you have any closing thoughts, parting words? I think my closing thoughts, parting words are, I think it's great that we don't, I I think we need to, it's almost like we need to do another round of like, we're not really strangers. Oh, we should get one of those Mm. like best friend kits that like have like deeper questions. That way we can find more stories that we don't know, because I know that there's more out there. I know there's so much more to learn about each other. And for our listeners. There's things deep buried in our heads that even we don't know about. Yeah, like I forgot about my wetsuit pee, but here we are. (laughs) Very cool.